Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky on this. Well, it's it's Wednesday night for me. It's probably Thursday. This is going to get published sometime Thursday. But either way, whenever you're listening, if you did catch this somehow late on Wednesday night, or you are more likely listening sometime on Thursday, thank you for making this podcast a, a part of your day. I really appreciate you. Again, my name is Michael Borky, and I'm glad that you guys are with me today. Uh, talking about Ole Miss being ranked in the preseason top 25, and should they be? That's the, the the topic of conversation today. Should Ole Miss be ranked going into this season? They will be. So whether or not you think they should doesn't really matter because the answer is they will be. But should, should Ole Miss be ranked in the preseason top 25 to start the year. So we'll talk about that. But first, I want to remind you a couple of things. Uh, if you don't already follow me on Twitter, at Michael Borky, and also subscribe to this podcast. I know a good bit of you listen in browser, so instead of waiting to see this pop up on your social media feed or on supertalk.fm, uh, search Rebel Report, wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe to this one. Uh, wherever you get them, again, wherever you get them, just search Rebel Report, hit subscribe, and if you feel like it, leave a rating and a review. And this podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you are located anywhere within the borders of the state of Mississippi and you are in the market for office technology. So mail machines, copiers, printers, cloud storage, data security fit is tech and it is in your office and you need it. ABSMS.com is the website. When you uh, tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll come out, perform an assessment on me. So ABSMS.com, Advantage Business Systems. They started in Jackson, but they service the entire State. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue in Oxford. It is the best place in this state to get your meat, and the weather is spectacular, absolutely spectacular. Uh, so you should be grilling. That's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I'm getting behind the grill, and I'm getting that started at LBs. Go by, tell Greg or any of the good people there that I sent you. They'll hook you up. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. But if you're cooking with meat, there's no better place in this state to do that or to get that, and it is right there in Ole Miss's backyard in Oxford across from Kroger on University. So this is, uh, I I just actually got done with this. Just wrapped this up. Uh, This was a live chat, uh, but that was the topic, uh, is uh, does Ole Miss deserve to be ranked? Now, there is a live chat, so people bring up other stuff. We we do talk about other teams that are in the poll that maybe shouldn't be, or, or Mississippi State's also mentioned in there, but the first good half hour of this is centered and focused around Ole Miss. Should they be? Why they should be? Why they shouldn't be? And all that stuff. It's a really good conversation. I really enjoyed this. So instead of re-recording the same topic, I'm just going to bring this to you because I liked how this went. And it uh, was, I thought, a really good Ole Miss uh, discussion. So here that is for you now. Uh, Does Ole Miss belong in the preseason top 20? Uh, So we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Ole Miss appeared on the top 25. We'll talk about that. Do they, the question of the evening is, do they deserve it? Does Ole Miss belong in the top 25? They are at number 21. 
Is that just right? Is that too high, too low? Somewhere in between, I guess. Tim gets us started with Ole Miss, and I think that's a laughing emoji. Yeah, well, I guess we have Tim's answer. He does not believe that they belong there. So that's we'll talk about that. Does Ole Miss deserve to be ranked? Uh, who will fall out? I have a couple of choices. Uh, some are a little bit more obvious than others. I've got one really, really high, really, really high, and then a couple of obvious ones uh, down at the bottom. But candidates for teams that will drop out, possibly early out of this poll and not return, and also what Mississippi State will have to do to get in. So that's what we're talking about tonight. I'm, of course, Michael Borky. I'm always very glad to see all of you. Thank you so much for uh, participating and being a part and watching and listening and whatever, uh, uh, however you're doing it, I appreciate you doing it nonetheless. While you're here, don't forget, if you haven't already, to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button on this channel. If you have not already, like the video. Also, I would appreciate that and hit the notification bell. That would also be very much appreciated. We are 17 days away from college football, right? Isn't that the number? It's 17. Well, it's 10 and then 17, right? 10 days until week zero, 17 until the uh, until our teams, all, all of the teams that we care about actually get started. But yeah, it's 10, 17. Tomorrow, we are in single digits until the start of college football season. So uh, no more delay. I think enough of you are in here to actually get started. Uh, it's a good point here, to be fair. Uh, who deserves to be ranked after 15. That That is a good point. Um, maybe nobody. I, I For some reason, I've always loved the top 25 poll, and I always will. It's, it's, I, I know that with the playoff being a thing and, and how they don't start their rankings until towards the end of the season, and, and that's really the only thing that matters, there's just something about every week when the poll comes out I click on it and it just it does something to me. I don't know. It, it just as a kid, we always had to right. We had to get the newspaper or whatever uh, to to see the new one. It's just something that's like ingrained in me. I feel like it's so important. Even you know being number twenty five, there's something about it too from a promotional perspective. Things have changed a little bit, like in the digital age. But there was a time where. You got special treatment if you were ranked on game day, right? Like the ticker on the bottom line of ESPN or whatever would have your team's game as a priority because you were a top 25 game. It was labeled differently. When you pull up the score apps, top 25 teams are first. And if you're not a top 25 team, you have to go select what conference you're looking for. There are some benefits to being ranked even uh, even below 15. Maybe that'll eventually go away. But for now, there's still... There's still some added value to it. Tim says they're too low. Oh, I'm sorry. I misrepresented what you were thinking. Yeah, too low is what you think. Tucker says, I'm of the belief that there shouldn't be a top 25 ranking until after week three of games. But he also says we got to get those content items, so I get why they do it. Yeah, content, baby. That's all it's for. Now, I understand your sentiment, and I don't disagree with you at all. At all. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, it doesn't make sense to have a preseason ranking because nobody's played a game yet. And somebody at the bottom of these rankings is going to lose, like Cincinnati's going to lose, right? They're they're going to lose in Fayetteville, and they're going to drop out of the top 25, but then Tennessee, who plays what? Is it Ball State to start the season? 
will move up ahead of Cincinnati, but Cincinnati went on the road to Arkansas and Tennessee played Ball State at home. So why suddenly would Tennessee jump Cincinnati when there's no gauge? So they're a little goofy, but I love them. Memphis Rebel also says, heck, they should wait until October at the earliest to start ranking teams. Fair enough. The playoff does it. The the playoff committee does it the right way in terms of timing. They absolutely do it the right way. They do. Jason thinks it's okay for Ole Miss to be ranked. Everything except quarterback is pretty stable from last year. Get anything out of quarterback, and they're easily an eight or a nine win team. Chase says, I like the polls, but I think they shouldn't come out until uh, at least after week four. Yeah, the the playoff committee just does them right. They just simply do them. Uh, they do them right. Jason says, "I used to love the top ten polls when it was fairly even across conferences. The SEC so much better these days. It's just sad. You can see SEC number five on a different planet than Pac twelve number one in most years. That's also a a really good point. Bradley says they don't mean anything. I disagree that they don't mean anything." And it just depends on how much value you think the promotional aspect of it is. That's all. It just it, it just depends on how, how valuable you think that it is. William says Ole Miss has too many questions for a preseason ranking. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So does Ole Miss deserve it? Uh, here's a couple of thoughts from me. Uh, some said no, and I understand why. Uh, people say no, and they are right. So I'm going to say why people are right and why they are wrong. So if you think Ole Miss does not uh, belong in the preseason top 25, you are right for a handful of reasons. They don't know who the quarterback is going to be yet. It is a new offensive coordinator. Now, I will rebut that in a second. And a new defensive coordinator. Both of the middle linebackers from last year's defense are going to make the Steelers and the Titans, respectively, with Mark Robinson and Chance Campbell, and those are those are significant losses. Those are guys that were late, 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 uh, drafted or not at all, and they're both going to make their roster. They're, they're performing really well in camp, and they're going to make the teams, it seems like anyway, doing well in the preseason. Uh, and those guys are gone. So Matt Corral's gone. You don't know who the quarterback is going to be yet or how they're going to perform. Uh, Charlie Weiss Jr. steps in for Jeff Lebby. DJ Durkin is gone. His co-coordinator has been promoted to also co-coordinator, but it, like it's his defense now, and you lose those two quality linebackers and Sam Williams. There are a lot of questions about this team, so you are right if you don't think that they belong in the top 25 because there is so much unknown, so much unknown about this team that putting them ranked ahead of, for example, well, actually – these aren't great examples because behind them is Wake Forest, who just lost their quarterback for an indetermined amount of time. Behind Wake Forest is Cincinnati, who lost all of their good production from last year's exceptional team. So, you know, it, it gets kind of muddy down to the bottom of the top 25. But you are right if you think they don't belong because of all of those question marks. But you are also wrong, and here's why you're wrong. Um whether or not you think it's fair, I, I think it's fair. I agree with this sentiment. Uh, maybe you can call me a homer or, or or what, but I have sample size to back me up on this. Lane Kiffin should not be doubted at the quarterback position until proven otherwise. No, neither one of these guys is going to be Matt Corral. I'm not saying that they're not going to take a step back at the quarterback position because that would be a very stupid thing to say. But I do think you're going to get good quarterback play. Why? Because Lane Kiffin always gets good quarterback play. He's done it 
with high-level quarterbacks. He's done it with guys that were were running backs, and, and you had to move them to play quarterback. Matt Corral had all the raw talent in the world, but remember Matt Corral 2019 versus 2020? It, it happened at FAU. It happened at Southern Cal. It happened when he was the OC at Alabama. He even got good quarterback play out of not a very super talented one uh, when he was at Tennessee for the one year. I am going to give Lane Kiffin the benefit of the doubt at the quarterback position until I'm proven otherwise. And so I don't know who it's going to be yet. They both have talent. They both have upside. They, they both apparently have flaws, and they're going to make a lot of mistakes because they're 19. Both of them will be 19-year-old quarterbacks uh, during the season, which everyone wins the job. I think it's going to be Jackson Dart, but that's all I've got is I think. But I expect Lane Kiffin to have good quarterback play because that's all he has shown you that he is capable of doing. I don't think the loss of Jeff Lebby is as uh, serious as some other people want to make it out to be, quite frankly. I think that uh, his role was oversold. I think it was pretty oversold. Now, he's a good coach. I think he's going to do well at Oklahoma. But this is Lane Kiffin. I mean, when you, when you listen to Ole Miss players talk after practice during camp, they're talking like the system hasn't even changed. You want to know why? Because Lane Kiffin's still there. So I don't think losing Jeff Lebby is as big of a loss as people want to make it out to be because Lane Kiffin's coaching uh, this football team. Now, I still, no matter what, think the losses of Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson are big, but this is a defensive line uh, that people around the program, including Lane Kiffin himself, who does not praise anybody, uh, thinks is the deepest defensive line room they've had possibly ever. And there's no Sam Williams, but in terms of depth, especially on the interior, they're they're in love with it. And the secondary you already know was good. It was good at the end of very good at the end of last year. And it's all the same guys. Everybody's back basically. And uh they have portaled well at that spot as well. So um linebacker is a question mark, no doubt, but the experience and the talent that they have on defense, even with a new defensive coordinator who, as Glenn asks, um, yes, of, of course it is. It is absolutely a concern. He has learned under a lot of great ones, though, uh, for whatever that's worth to you. Maybe it means nothing, but, I mean, he has coached under Durkin. He was at Michigan uh, for, for a long time. I mean, he he knows uh, or he has learned under great defense, and, and people all around college football praise his football acumen. We are going to find out if that's true. But Lane Kiffin and quarterback play should not be doubted. The running back room is high level. Uh, the offensive line is is experienced uh, and r- quite good when healthy. Uh, and defensively, I think the secondary is very good, and people rave about the defensive line. So with all of that, still some questions there. I think they belong because of that reason. So here, there's why you're right. And there's why you are wrong. Uh, I'll get to more of your comments first before I move on, actually. Chase says, is it too soon to make our playoff team predictions, or did I miss that being covered already on the show? Uh, We have not done that yet, like in an official capacity. We will probably do that uh, this time next week. You know, middle of the week before week zero, we'll like lock in all of our picks. Uh, We already did uh, the order of finish at SEC Media Days. and I told that to you guys on here, I think, as well. Um, yeah, we'll do that. 
uh, next week. I'm here to tell you, though, I think Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia will all make it. And then there will be one more, maybe Baylor uh, will, will be the, the fourth. But I, those three will, will be my pick, uh, no doubt. He also says, I think of a preseason poll is where I think teams will finish up at the end of the season with that metric. I think Ole Miss in the mid-teens is a good spot. And as we've talked about before, uh, their schedule for an SEC West team is as favorable of a schedule as you can get for being somebody in the SEC West. It, it is. That's it, just the reality. Um, I've got to see quarterback play before. I think that they're going to win more than eight games, for example. Uh, but when you're... Your most difficult road game in the first seven is at Georgia Tech. Uh, I mean, it's the, the schedule just allows for them to pile on wins. Even if it's not a particularly good team, they should still win a lot of games just because of how uh, the, the schedule shakes out. I already addressed Glenn. Uh, A&M is the best Fane <laughs> 4 team in the country. Yeah, they are. Colby says, wide receiver, running back, and tight end look to be solid. They do. Uh, they've got depth at tight end that they didn't think they had. They've got a freshman that have come in, or that has come in and, and has been solid. So between Trigg and him and Casey Kelly, that, that's a, a pretty good position to have. Um, the, the talent on paper for Ole Miss is, is absolutely there. It is there. It's all about coming together, that's simply or that simple is if they can come together on paper, it's they, they may have possibly upgraded and possibly probably underselling it from, uh, um, from last year. I have a question. Memphis Rebel says, I, I, I don't know what your Twitter handle is. Is it different than Memphis Rebel? Uh, uh, how would Lane keep the starter from being leaked? Should he privately name one next week? Oh, man, that's a good question. Probably not. Uh, I don't think he can in this day and age. People like to talk, right? You've got players with NIL deals with media and stuff. It, it's kind of trendy to like do the QB1 thing on social media and, and stuff like that. It's kind of a trendy thing. I think when once they make the decision, they will shortly announce it. I, I don't think this is going to be a situation. And I could be wrong. I mean, this is just me guessing. Uh, you would rather it not get leaked. You would rather like sit them both down and explain why, hey, I'm picking Luke or I'm picking Jackson. Here are the reasons. But you, the guy that lost, you need to get ready to play as well because there's a chance that you play. One, you're only one play away from being the guy anyway. But two, there's always a chance that I go to you if things don't go well, whatever. So like, stay focused, play, whatever. Have that meeting. And then shortly thereafter, let the social media team know and then release it because it will leak I and mean, people just talk too much, you know, and I think you would rather it come from you and not somebody like a beat reporter just breaking the news. I think you would rather that be controlled in your environment. So like you have the meetings you need to have and then go ahead and put it out there. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we know um, by the Monday of game week. I wouldn't be surprised if we know then. This is not going to be a thing. I don't think this is going to be a thing where you're waiting until a guy takes the field on Saturday. I, I don't think that that's going to uh, to happen here. Williams says Ole Miss will end the year in the top 25. That would be a good follow-up to, to last year if they end the year ranked for sure. Chase says A&M has such a loaded roster. You have to rank them highly. It's 
it would be dishonest not to, even if none of us have faith, they will live up to their own hype as usual. I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, if I were ranking them, I would have put, uh, see, here's the thing. People love Utah. People freaking, they, they love Utah, right? Utah's kind of the darling of the Pac-12. They played an incredible game with Ohio State last year. Good program, right? Really freaking good program. But if you line them up across the field from Texas A&M, the, the, the talent gap is there. It really is there. Whittingham's a good coach. He's getting so much out of these guys. They've got NFL players on their team, all that stuff. I get it. But if you line them up in a neutral site, one team is so much more athletic than the other. And it's just, it's hard. So I, I agree with your sentiment. I, I do. I would have had Baylor ahead of Texas A&M personally. Uh, that, that's one team that I would have put at six instead of A&M. But, I mean, who else? You're going to put Oregon there with a new coach, a first-time head coach, and Bo Nix? You're going to put them ahead of A&M? That's when the, the water gets kind of muddied. I don't think Texas A&M is going to be a playoff contender or an SEC West contender. Quite frankly, they're going to go into their game against Alabama, I think, with at least one loss. So I, I, I'm not like a believer but I agree with you that it's just hard considering the talent to look at teams behind them and think, yeah, no, not as good as that team. It's hard. Tim says Lane knows who the starter is. I I, I think he has a an idea of what he expects to happen over the next few days. I think so. I think so. I do. I, I think they will make, well, what weekend? I this is hard, right? Because uh, what was it, McCrady th that said uh, he and he was opining as well. I'm I'm not, hopefully not attributing uh, like a. Anyway, I think he said that. You know what? I'm not going to attribute something to him that he didn't say. That would that would be unfair. But the the point is, the point I think he was making was that it would be it would do them a a service to name a starter pretty soon so they can start working together. Uh, the, the team can get acclimated to their guy and, and they can game plan and get comfortable and continuity and stuff like that. I think that's what he said, and I agree with that, uh, if that is the case. Score prediction for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM's week one games. Uh, okay. Off the top of my head, I would like to think about this a little bit more, but that, but that's fine. Uh, you threw this on me. Ole Miss 42-14. Uh, Mississippi State 38-17. And Southern Miss wins 28-24. There you go. So 42-14 Ole Miss, 38-17 State, 28-24 Southern. How's that? Garrett says there's no... Perfect place to rank A&M and feel good because the teams that exist around them aren't great either. Very true. Chase would have Baylor in the four spot. Wow, way up there. I, you know, Dave Rand is the man. I, they're my sleeper to make the playoff. They're the kind of team that can sneak in uh, when nobody else is really separating because I don't think Clemson's going to be there again. I think they've got a loss or two on the schedule for sure. Um, yeah, I really like Baylor. I think they're just going to play such suffocating defense and they're going to get a, a real chance uh, to win what's going to feel like a down pack 12 or big 12. 
either the second to last weekend or the weekend before game week. Yeah, I think the weekend before game week, they'll make that decision like Saturday and they'll have a meeting Sunday with the guys and then they'll announce it on Monday and then they play the next Saturday, I think. Yeah, Tim, I agree with this. Alabama's going to beat the pants off of AM. I agree. I agree. Jason says AM is the only quote top tier SEC team that I'd pick Utah over. And Jimbo Fisher is the reason. You and I think alike sometimes. Saints Fan 04 is asking about Ty Malone. I haven't heard many folks talk about him. They're just very deep in that room. And he's, I mean, he's what, going to be a redshirt freshman? And th- there's veterans in front of him. I mean, KD Hill is a 12th a year senior. You know, it's, he'll play. He will play. But they've got uh, Pegues, who's been in a, in the SEC for a while. Um, you got Katie Hill there, Jamon Gordon. I mean, guys that are just older than him. And he's a redshirt freshman, but he will play. He uh, he will play. Yeah, Baylor's potential hiccups, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I have no faith in Texas either, and they haven't – Quinn Ewers hasn't separated yet. So, um, yeah. I agree. So, who will fall out? That's my next thing. Now, let's start with uh, let's let's get to state. What can Mississippi State do to get in? Honestly, it's really really simple. So, uh, there were some state fans that were were upset not making uh, the top twenty five, or uh, more specifically, upset that Ole Miss did and, and they did not. Um, usually, these things take care of themselves. Like if state jumps out to four and zero. Oh, they will be ranked somewhere in the top 20, if I had to guess, uh, playing Texas A&M at home. If they go win in Baton Rouge, I expect State's going to win all three of those non-conference games uh, that are two before and one after LSU. I think they will win those, and I think they'll win those comfortably. If they go to Baton Rouge and win, they'll be 17-ish, somewhere like that, playing Texas A&M at home. So. I understand it's it's off-season fodder and all that, but, I mean, what were they? Let's see. They received votes, I know that. So they were 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. Um, they received 15 votes. Uh, that is just behind Purdue, who received two votes. Um, two more votes, I should say. Uh, behind UCF, which is something that I don't get, but that's okay. Uh, behind Minnesota, and Minnesota's got a good running back, but I think if they lined up today, I, I would, I, I know who would win that one, but that's just me. So they'll get there. They're not there right now, and a lot of that has to do with how they ended last season. Um, you know, so much of the conversation's been about what they return and what they have coming back, and and, and that's that's good. It's very important, right, to to have continuity and have what you think is a good secondary and a healthy defensive line rotation and all that stuff. That's all known. But the end of last season left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, right? They they lost a bowl game in, quite frankly, kind of an embarrassing fashion uh, with with how the offense played that night. And they did get beat uh, in the Egg Bowl at home on another night where they really couldn't move the football. And that has left a, a bad taste in, in voters' mouths, and they, they want to see it before they start uh, saying that having all of these guys back is a good thing. Whether or not you agree with that, but but that's the reality, is is they're just 
people are not sold yet because of what happened at the end of last year. Yeah, William, that's it. I mean, if State wins in in week three in Baton Rouge, they will be ranked. And hell, they they could if they win their first two games. You know how this goes. Again, Cincinnati, I think, is going to lose in week one. Wake Forest, I don't know. Let's see what their schedule is. Um, without Sam Howell, not Sam Howell. <laughs> Sorry, Sam Howell is... Uh, And pulling up their schedule. Um, they played Vanderbilt in week two. Hell, they could lose that game. They really could. They'll think I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm really not. But I'll be favored. Either way, uh, Sam Hartman, not Sam Howell. But, uh, I mean, Wake Forest plays Clemson in week four. That they have Vanderbilt and Liberty on the schedule. There, maybe they don't lose those games, but still, teams are going to drop out of this thing. Um, Arkansas could lose in the first three weeks. I mean, they, they've got South Carolina in week two. That's a losable football game, so it, it'll take care of itself. Chase's state season to me is very simple. That have they figured out how to block three with five consistently, thus breaking eight man max zone coverage. That is the the entire off season summed up right there there's so much conversation going into seasons so much to talk about every angle of teams is just picked apart 10 times over and yet for mississippi state that is the one question if that answer is not consistently then they will have and they will mirror last season they will mirror it because i don't think they're losing to memphis but you have georgia on the schedule now if that answer is yes then, then you've got something. Back to Ole Miss, Memphis Rebels says, I think it'll be one more week of quarterback competition, in quotes. And I think you'll see him have to make a call at quarterback to get into a rhythm, is what Neil said. Okay, oh, okay. Uh, so I kind of characterized him correctly. I, I, I don't want to put words incorrectly into, into somebody's mouth, but that makes a ton of sense. Uh, a- after the scrimmage Saturday, uh, if there has been separation, which... It, it sounds like there has been, at least according to somebody that I talked to recently. Um, they'll make a decision, and that that makes sense. That if that's how it goes down, that makes sense. Would they announce it right away? Probably not. But that methodology is yeah. Chase says they the team isn't even in the galaxy of the same when teams had to commit any pressure and heaven forbid had to play any man coverage. See the second half of Auburn and Texas A&M last year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Auburn going out of that with the lead they had blew my mind. Like State was having a little bit of success and and Auburn just decided, screw it. Like we're just going to start bringing pressure and, and running man concepts and State just picked it apart. It's just Whew. That was crazy. Jason says, state fans being mad at not being ranked preseason are delusional, he says. Question marks are on the offensive line. That's a non-starter for anyone who knows football and is not a homer. Yeah, and Chase, that's the thing. Last year with Charles Cross, they still couldn't block three with five. That's... I've, I've hesitated to... to you know, bring that up as often because it can kind of get 
monotonous or just repetitive uh, just every day. Well, you know, Cross is gone and they they couldn't block with him. What makes you think they're going to block without him, especially when they're just promoting from within at this point? Everybody's saying that they're going to be good there. Well, how how can you think that? Bringing that up every day would just be kind of lame. So I've, I've avoided, I've tried to avoid it, but that's that's it. That's it. Do I think all three quarterbacks surpass 100 yards? Um, it depends on what they want, right? Um, does Luke Altmaier want a red shirt? Let, let's pretend for a second that he doesn't win the job. Does he want to red shirt? If that's the case, then they might not play him in games like that to help him preserve a red shirt in case they need him later on or, or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. You'd have a safer bet the next week for all three guys throwing for over 100 yards. Tim, uh, Mississippi State will not beat Georgia. <laughs> the, the, they, they will not. Nobody will until the SEC championship. State was a bummer of a ref call at Memphis and DBs falling down on a collision at LSU from being a nine-win team. They did beat Arkansas and lost on a phantom call. And field goals, which the, the numbers out of the scrimmage aren't particularly good. But your point's a good one. They were right there. They were absolutely right there. Didn't make the plays, but but they were there. They'll have those chances again. Um, they catch a break with A&M and Arkansas being at home uh, as well, uh, and Auburn. State's home schedule is favorable for them. You've got games against teams that, like in A&M's case, they're more talented than you, but you've had success against lately. Um, Arkansas and, and Auburn, I'm higher on Auburn than, than a lot of people. I don't think they're just going to lay down and, and be bums, basically. I don't think you can put just W next to Auburn. I really don't uh, for Ole Miss or State. I don't think you just sit there and just put W. Yeah, they're going to win that game for sure when they've got the talent that they do. Um, so State catches breaks getting them at home. Memphis Charles says, I'd announce it the Monday before game week so it doesn't get leaked and he's ahead of it. That's what I would do. And there's nothing – I mean, Troy's going to be fully prepared for both. They're not going to have an advantage knowing who it is. They will be completely and fully prepared for, for both by then, so it won't change anything. I know coaches are paranoid, but you're not given anything by making that kind of an announcement. You're, you're not given anything. So who knows if they catch any of the three straight drop passes uh, versus Ole Miss, Chase says. Yeah, see, I brought that up on the radio show. Even if they just make the kick there, that game might feel different. Ole Miss was the better team that they were. They were the better team last year. The better team won the Egg Bowl. But if you catch a touchdown pass, one of three opportunities right before the half, might change that. But yes, I agree with you. They have the ceiling of a 10-win team. I think that that State has two schedule losses where Ole Miss has one because uh, I don't think anybody's beating Alabama or Georgia. The, the talent gap is just so wide. But yeah, they can win all of the, they showed you last year they can win all of the other ones. Execution is key, though. Like in the scrimmage, apparently they had some dropped passes, and people are just ah, you know, dropped a ball. Well, that was kind of the issue last year. Is they they didn't execute 
and a lot of times the routine stuff. And because they didn't execute routine stuff, they lost football games that they shouldn't have lost. So, you know, I did it too. I dismissed how they played in the scrimmage because it's just a scrimmage. But um, skepticism is is not unfounded if you have it. State is either going to have to block better and or run the ball more, cannot be predictable with a bad offensive line. Bad and ultimately timely penalties, unable to break teams out of a three-man rush. Those things have to or have been the bugaboo up to this point. They could be the best offense in America or co-5 and 7. Yeah. Chase says, finally, until I see it as a lifelong state fan, I'll lean towards 6 and 6 until I see the offensive line cannot be a turnstile unit. That's fair. You're always so fair, man. The fans are supposed to be nuts, you know? They're supposed to be nuts. But and on the flip side to this, I mean, yeah, they were a few plays away from going 10 and 2, but also they had to block a, a game-winning field goal to beat Louisiana Tech. You know, they were down to Auburn 28 to 3. Um So, it, it kind of does go both ways. Either way, there's a couple of teams, by the way, that I think will fall out of the top 25. I had a bit of a uh, a bit of a spicy radio guy take. Um, I, I've been told that my style and delivery is different on the radio show versus here. I don't know why that is, but I, I had a a classic radio man take today. Arkansas is going to lose at BYU. Y- yeah, um, Arkansas is going to lose. In Provo, Utah, at BYU. They are. They're going to lose that game. One, BYU, I, I love BYU's quarterback. You think Zach Wilson was fun to watch in college? Watch this kid. But I hate where it is on Arkansas' schedule. So get this. Before they go to Provo, which, by the way, why the hell are you going to Provo the same year you play Cincinnati? What are? What is that? What are you doing? Why would you make that schedule? Either way, credit to Arkansas for not being scared. But holy crap, you want to win some games, right? So they they have Texas in consecutive weeks, Texas A&M at home, Alabama at home. They go to Starkville. So after they play A&M and Alabama, the two most physical teams on their schedule, so they're going to get physically beat up, even if they beat Texas A&M and Dallas, and they're going to get physically beat up by Alabama. Then they're going to go face the air raid in Starkville and 60,000 cowbells. And then immediately after they go to Provo to play BYU, I hate where that game is on the schedule. I love BYU and their quarterback. There's your radio man Skip Bayless take of the day. Take that to the bank with you. Arkansas is going to go to Provo, Utah and lose. And that possibly could be their fourth loss in a row. I go back and forth on it because I like the job Sam Pittman's done and, and, and I like K.J. Jefferson. I mean... I think 0-4 in that stretch is more likely than 3-1. and Far more likely than 3-1 and in that stretch, with 2-2 two and two being the most likely outcome, I suppose. But that stretch of games is brutal. Again, A&M and Dallas, I said at home earlier. It's not at home, it's in Dallas. A&M and Dallas, Alabama at home, at Mississippi State, and then at BYU. Four and or zero and four is more likely than three and one in that stretch. That is a horrible spot 
on the schedule for a weird non-conference game in a weird environment with an electric quarterback and a team that went 5-0 and against the Power 5 last year or the Pac-12 last year? I'm just saying, keep your eye on that one, October uh, 15th. Keep an eye on it. Just, just saying. I'm just saying. They were down two scores to Louisiana Tech to get even to that point. Yeah, seriously. Um, State was very a feasible 10-win team last year, but were just as feasibly a 4-win team. Yeah, I mean, the, the A&M win was weird. The... Uh, um, well, and you could do the same thing with Ole Miss, right? I mean, Ole Miss is a Matt Corral uh, non-injury away from having a case to be a playoff team. If he doesn't get hurt in Auburn, I think they win that game in Auburn. Uh, but also, I mean, Tennessee, if if there's not a, a whistle blown dead on uh, on a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, then, I mean, who knows what that game ends up being like, right? I, I mean, it... Things were were a little different for them too. Just in in those two games, I guess, because they beat LSU soundly. They beat Vanderbilt kind of with ease. Uh, they were better than A and M and just kind of dominated them that night. They were better than Mississippi State, but still, you can take a couple of wins away from Ole Miss. It's possible. It is. So you like your chances against the Razorbacks that we don't have to kick it to win it, no doubt. Chase says, hot take. LSU wins nine games. Jaden Daniels wins the job. Ryan Kelly's offense tailors to an athletic spread run team, and the LSU athletes get to do what they do. Uh, so, yeah, my, my choice to fall out of the top 25, the easy pick I thought was Arkansas and Wake Forest, and I think that Texas A&M has a chance to fall out. Uh, a team that I said on the show today that has a chance to go into the top 25 and rather quickly, I think, is LSU. Um, they should have more athletes than Florida State in the opener. They will be the favorite against Mississippi State at home in week three after they play Southern. Then they have New Mexico. They're at Auburn, which it's not easy to go to Jordan-Hare. And by the way, I think Auburn's going to be undefeated in that game. I forget who uh, said that earlier. It was you, Memphis Rebels, said Auburn's going to start 5-0 and and finish 6-6 six and six or 7-5. and five. I agree that they're going to start 5-0, and but there's a real chance that LSU only loses three games here. I mean, they get Alabama at home. They, they get Tennessee, but that's at home. They get Ole Miss at home. There's a chance that they play above what people, what people thought. 5-0 and against last year's Pac-12 doesn't say a lot, Bubba. Yeah, it doesn't, but we're talking about BYU here. I mean, they they were great last year. It's a tough spot. It's a tough spot for Arkansas to go play. People seem to forget that even on their worst years, LSU still has the horses very few programs can match. I mean, you, you remember what they did to Texas A&M last year. Hell, they gave Ole Miss fits early for a little while until the team stopped playing inspired football because they realized that our you know their coach was fired and they didn't care but yeah man even last year's team which was bad for them was still good <laughs> okay okay it was not good it was talented despite that they had the horses to hang so no that's that's not hot at all i i don't want you to be right but i think you are i think they'll end up being 
really freaking salty if if we're being honest. Um, but Brian Kelly's not been great with quarterbacks. I, I keep seeing people say that he's a great developer of quarterbacks. I know UAB BYU last year. I know that, but yeah, sleep on it. That's fine. You guys, you sleep on it. Sleep on it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a bet down on UAB, and it's. I'm gonna get great odds, and I'm gonna. Or yeah, BYU. And I'm gonna get great odds, and I'm gonna win that bet. Yeah, LSU gave Alabama a good run last year. They beat Texas A&M. They won in Starkville. I mean, even a bad LSU team was like, shit, they're kind of good. Why do they have half their team in their bowl game again? LSU, that is. Uh, opt-outs, mostly. Transfers. Um, but what's left is still, is still really good. So... Mike Dimbrook is uh, who you're thinking of, or who their new offensive coordinator is. Mike Dimbrook. He uh, he's from Cincinnati. So, it was a good hire. It was a good hire. It is a shame that even in their worst years, LSU still goes to a bowl and. That's what they are. I mean, they have no excuse not to be like the best program in America, considering the local talent they they own completely own the most talent rich state in America. They have everything you can ask for. There's no reason for them not to be among the nation's best. Garrett says I listened to the maroon listened to the maroon logoed Mississippi Super Talk recently. They aren't as neutral as you. I appreciate your approach. Well, I appreciate you, man. I'm happy for Haydad though. I, I hope that he's enjoying that as much as uh, as much as he should be. I know he is. I know he loves that. He uh, he deserves that. I'm happy for him. It's uh, it's a it's a cool deal. And if uh, if you're a state fan, you get you, you get somebody that loves your Bulldogs talking about your Bulldogs, and that's it uh, once a week. So it's it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, so you are just you are just being a contrarian to be a contrarian. I, I get it. I get it. And it, you no, know, beating the Pac-12 was not a high point, but still, they played a bunch of Power Five teams and beat them. Yeah, Brian Kelly's going to win a lot of games, but I, I do hear a lot about quarterback development with him. And where where's that coming from? What's what's the selling point, Ian Book? You you seen him try to navigate a bunch of third teamers in a preseason game? Doesn't go well. Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, what what great quarterback play has he gotten at Notre Dame? I, I I don't think that that's quite accurate either. But I do expect him to win a lot of games. I agree. Don't don't sleep on Auburn. There's only 16 teams in America that are in the blue chip index, meaning half their roster is four or five star players, at least half of their roster. And Auburn is in that group. There's talent there. There's talent there. No who, no clue who that is. Yeah, he was at Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati lost everything. Arkansas is going to beat them handedly in week one. Cincinnati is rebuilding everything. And I like Luke Fickle a lot, but they are rebuilding everything. 
Chase, as I've said for years, college football's biggest nightmare is LSU with a wide-open offense and needing a quarterback to fit it. See, 2019. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Tim, I agree with this. After Alabama, the SEC West is going to be a an absolute fist fight. You want to see those bad state logos? All right, here you go. Um, I'll show you. They are horrid. They're absolutely horrid. Adidas, and and luckily, you don't have to buy a... uh, Here, I'll show you this version, actually. Luckily, you don't have to buy the Adidas. Um, Like, that's not your only option. Like, you can go to genteelapparel.com and buy a Mississippi State game day polo if you want. But here it is. Here it is. It's a maroon polo. Not bad. I don't like this logo. the, The banner logo to me is not Mississippi State's best, but whatever. And the right sleeve is white for some reason. And it has the words circled around the M State logo with only the best for the Bulldogs. And the thing is, that's not unique. Like Miami's, for example, same thing, weird random sleeve that's a different color that says only the best for the Hurricanes. It's horrible. So yeah, genteelapparel.com. Find yourself a game day polo that doesn't look like that. And I promise you he's more comfortable than that. Hit the collegiate tab. They got good stuff there. What's up with Southern Miss this year? Hopefully uh, they have a quarterback that can play all season, unlike last year where the entire room got injured and they had to play running backs. But we'll have to see. It's hard to gauge uh, what we got from them last year, truthfully. It, it's just hard because they didn't, they couldn't play with a quarterback most of the season. I mean, how can you tell what they're going to look like when they can't play a quarterback? You know, they didn't have one. It's hard. Um, I hope they take a big step forward. Will Hall seems like a really fun, engaging guy, and and Tykes is athletic at quarterback, and they're healthy there, and they got some transfers that should play well. I mean, the goal should be getting back to a bowl game, and I think they can. Literally one year of spreading it out and getting dynamic. Yes, Joe Burrow helped see the year before. Um, accurate. And they're on the short list of best teams of all time with – one of the more incompetent head coaches of all time doing that. Do we ever see Dion Smith in Oxford? Don't count on it. His potential is off the charts. If so, maybe next year to circle for the postseason push with all the youth currently on campus. I wouldn't count on it. I would not count on it. EGO1 says, Jane Daniels has never impressed me very much at Arizona State, and he's far and away the guy for LSU. I'm not very optimistic. Ooh, I like this hot take. Jaden starts the year as quarterback one, but isn't the starter by year's end without injury. Ooh. And yes, I agree with this. Adidas should be banned for making athletic gear. Well, if the United States World Cup kits that have been leaked are real, if there's any truth to those, then Nike should be banned for making athletic gear also. Because how hard, how hard is this to screw up? It's the easiest the easiest flag to make anything out of. How hard is it to screw up? You can't screw that up, and yet they do. You tell them frustrated. Can't you tell? Southern Miss got a smart coach. I agree. I, I like Will Hall a, a lot. 
And yes, those polos are, they're terrible. No, I don't wear them. I know you won't, but you guys don't, don't wear those. They're terrible. Send a message to Adidas by not giving in to their terribleness. There are plenty of other options for you on game day besides that crap. A kangaroo could win at LSU. <laughs> well, a uh, freaking hippopotamus won there in 2019. So Adidas just great uniforms when they hit, but there's a lot of misses. Yeah, for sure. Am I crazy for thinking that they would look better if they had both white sleeves? It would be better. Get rid of the little circle thing, but it would be better. For sure. Jason says, I can't wait until State loses a game they shouldn't. Mad Hey Dad is can't miss appointment listening. Oh, man. Uh, I have run long, and that's okay because that means you guys were uh, were chatting, and I appreciate that. The, 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 the back and forth chat is what I like the most. I, I talk enough prepared stuff on the radio every day. This is this is more fun. So I appreciate you guys uh, for hanging out. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Like the video. Tell your friends also. I'm on the other half of getting towards 1,000, and 1,000 will be uh, a big deal for me. So uh, tell your friends. All you have to do is just subscribe. You never have to watch a thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Russell. Russell Athletic is what you're thinking of. I don't think they're in the uniform uniform game anymore. I think they're completely out of the uniform game now. Totally. Um, but anyway, thank you guys. Like the video, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, get your wife's phone, whatever. Uh, hit subscribe. And uh, I'll see you guys on Sunday night. Um, so, so, yeah, Georgia Tech kept Russell. Now they're, uh, now they're Adidas. But uh, you guys enjoy your night. I will uh, I will see you on Sunday 7:45 on uh, on Sunday night. See y'all then. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.